0: Hello and welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host Dylan and I am an alcoholic. Uh, Today is another solo episode of the Fun and Sobriety Podcast so you're welcome. Um, I wanted to try at least to make a very special holiday episode of the Fun and Sobriety Podcast and get it out for you uh, um, on Christmas Eve as I, I didn't it, but I started releasing these, and I plan to release them on Tuesdays of every week, and it just so happens that Tuesday is Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, so, uh, you know, look forward to another very special episode of the Fun and Sorority podcast on Christ- on New Year's Eve, if I get my shit together and do it, Um, because, yeah, I mean, it's the holiday season, and especially for... uh. Alcoholics and drug addict drug addicts uh struggling with their addictions um and struggling in recovery. It's it, this time of year is rough. And Christmas Eve, especially Christmas, the whole you know, the whole Christmas season, but you know, Christmas Eve is really where the, the rubber hits the road in terms of uh nostalgia and potential triggering of mm, let's call them uh thirsty uh feelings uh it can really can really be can be really a rough can be a real rough time um and i i'm going to guess that the this time of year the holiday season especially you know christmas eve is is a rough time for for a lot of people even if they're not in recovery or trying to trying to get sober or I mean, if they're just regular people struggling with their lives i mean this is a tough time of year and depending on your circumstance yeah Christmas Eve can be you know it can it can be bittersweet let's call it um, but i wanna i wanna talk about faith i wanna talk about faith, right i mean nominally christmas eve is a is a religious tradition i mean i, I mean i i don't it doesn't feel that way anymore, but there's plenty of people who will <sighs> make a bunch of noise about the reason for the season and um it makes it feel like an appropriate time you know on on the the day before christmas to 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 reflect on faith um, because anyone who has attempted uh the twelve step program or any twelve step program towards recovery from anything has has certainly come across not just um, discussions of a higher power but it's all intertwined with with faith and spirituality and you know, and and I've, I've talked about this plenty on the podcast, but it's, it's an important topic. It's an important subject. Um, because it, I, I think it genuinely is the number one thing that keeps people, um, that people struggle with in terms of embracing recovery, um, especially a structured recovery like the 12 step programs provide. Uh, you know, there's, there's, God language in there, and and lots of talk of of having faith, and, uh, you know, it's going to turn, I would venture to guess, the majority of people off, and, uh, you know, I I count myself amongst those, um, especially initially, uh, you know, because there's a frou-frou feeling that comes along with hearing, you know, faith, person of faith, gotta have faith. Like there, there just is. And even having made peace with the concept in a way that squares with my own personal beliefs and, and the way in which I approach the world and and my position in the world and, and the way the universe unfolds, uh, I still hear it. I still still hear people use the term, um, and get turned off by it. Get a sense of like, yeah, that's pretty frou frou. You know, this this doesn't work uh, for me. Um, and again, I'm solid enough in my own recovery. I've, I've squared myself with it in conscious ways that that it doesn't completely turn me off. But I can appreciate that. Uh, that's not the case for, for lots of people. And, uh, I wanted to talk about that. Um, because I guess on, on the other hand, or, 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 you know, in addition, um, I feel like, well, a you know, a lot of, I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak fairly candidly about AA right now. Uh, a lot of those types of meetings, um, take place in churches. Right. And so, you know, there's, there's an automatic, uh, Feeling that it's connected to to you know or an organized faith, and consequently, no you know and no no amount of like assurances from the people in the room and from the people running the thing saying yeah yeah no this is not affiliated you still especially if you're new or struggling or you know hesitant to accept uh, what's happening you know there's, it's very difficult to peel that apart. And I'm saying that because this is also the time of year where you'll start to hear more ding-dongs talk about Jesus in a meeting, right? And and I apologize if, uh, you know, Jesus is your whatever, higher power. If you, you're, you know, I, I hear people say, you know, I'm the God of my understanding who I choose to call Jesus Christ or choose to call God, whatever it is. I mean, everybody uses what they need to use as a higher power to get through and to find peace within themselves. I mean, it's all it's all a means to an end, which is where I'm going with all this. But you're going to hear more of that this time of year and if you're like me, that's going to be a little bit off-putting. Um and you know, part of me just thinks, well, if you need Jesus go find, you know, the the celebrate recovery get 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 your message somewhere else, but that just sits in my head for one or two breaths. And then I realize, well, the whole purpose of this is to have a safe place for everyone to feel welcome. And, you know, as much as it's annoying to hear, uh, you know, that's, that's what these people need and, and, you know, who am I to tell them otherwise? And, and, and I don't know if, if any of you heard my discussion with Angela a few episodes back. Um, I've, Taken it upon myself to be more conscious, at least about sharing my counter uh, uh, input anytime people are overly um, zealous with their God talk and their Jesus talk. But I, I'm saying that I, I haven't actually had to do anything about it um, since having spoken with you, with uh, Angela. But that's just an aside. I want to talk about faith, right? Because I am. <laughs> Not inclined towards any of that nonsense, right? The the anthropomorphized God, the sense that there is a, a being overseeing me, watching over me, watching over us, watching over anything that any human does, especially you know <laughs> people of specific faiths having it more accurate than others. I mean, all of that is absolute nonsense, and I, I genuinely struggle. Uh, trusting the capacity to think clearly of anyone who doesn't see that as anything more than an allegory for how to live life, right? People who are zealots about any of that stuff really turn me off, and frankly, they don't have any real business in in. My uh, my life, right? Not that—that's a weird way to put that. They're not going to be a member of my inner circle. I'm I'm never going to feel super warm and close with them because, you know, if you, if you are a religious zealot, we're just not going to get along. And if I get that impression of somebody in the rooms, I have I feel negative towards them. And again, after discussing with Angela I realized that it's not simply my own opinion and my own uh, perspective that I should be solely worried about I, I don't know how to say that I mean she just pointed out that it may be useful to provide a counterbalance to that even a small one in hopes of reaching out to the person who isn't as set in their own understanding of how the universe works and especially towards their own recovery and Blah 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 blah. I'm 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 going down a tangent here. Um, all of which is just to get to the to what I'm trying to say is that to square the idea of faith for me, um, it had to work. It had to be a you know it had to be a tangible thing. Which which I, I realize, especially if if you don't think about it too much. I, or rather if you haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it beyond just like oh yeah faith is what religious people do so yeah they have some uh, uh i don't know there's a belief in things that they don't understand and can't conceive of but believe that it's true anyway or, or something to that effect right like that's the way i've viewed faith that's the way it the impression I got from it when I first entered the rooms, when I first entered recovery and was trying to figure out how to square this concept with my own sensibility and still remain sober. Right. Um, as I've shared before, you know, I, I, I register my inability to embrace, um, spirituality and to embrace faith inside my heart. When I first tried to get sober, my, my inability to really embrace it to like live in faith uh it, it it i don't want to say it led to my relapse but it it i certainly identified that the lack of my connection with a faith didn't help right like i it's all one thing like humility and grace and faith and spirituality and uh, I don't know. Everything is is. It's all just one, right? We have all these different words, and it's like peeling off layers of the same thing. It's all you know. It's all recovery. It's all sobriety. It's all living. And the fact that I, when I first tried to get sober, and I first really felt genuinely like I need this. I need to figure this out. And 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 right there, I I felt I needed to figure it out, right? And and by approaching the idea of faith as I need to figure this out it removed me from being able to embrace it. I was too worried about, I was too concentrated on understanding it and not uh, giving enough room for simply embracing it. And, um, And that's because it's an intangible thing. And at my core, I need something you know, I need something that's got some, some legs to it. It needs to be provable that it needs to be in reality. Right. Cause I mean, I, I'm, I'm trained in science, right? I, I, I have, <laughs> I have multiple degrees in science, right? And, and whether or not I'm the best scientist aside, I have an implicit, uh, awareness of, of how the world functions, how the universe functions, at least beyond what, you know, you're going to get without having a scientific education, I guess. And, and, you know, part of that, part of what comes from that or comes with that is kind of this awareness that if, if it is beyond explanation, if it's beyond rational con, you know, consideration, it's probably not real, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I give a lot of latitude for the idea that things that appear um, supernatural or or in the realm of science fiction there are aspects of it that perhaps are, are just beyond our understanding today so you know those have like line of sight to science scientific understanding or awareness at some point but faith certainly falls into the category of something that feels like it's still outside of that like it's never going to be something that we can measure or have a, a <sighs> subjective understanding of objective, whatever. It won't be new. We won't be able to put a system and a theory theorem around it to, to explain it in a, in a useful way. At least that's how it feels and, and that's how it felt. And that's why I was struggling. And I don't know somewhere. Well, no, I, I guess I do know I, I was in the, um, rehab center that appears to have taken, right? The one that I was in uh just over ten years ago. Um at the Walker Center. And it was family day and uh someone was there, you know, family day where where or it was family weekend I guess where like for one day Uh, There's all these activities involving like parents and and friends and close close friends and you know peripheral family members or whatever who you know they get to come tell you what your behavior did to them as an addict and then you get an opportunity to share like your thoughts on whatever I, I don't remember the exact details but it was basically that like they yell at you for a day then you get to yell at them for a day and um. And in both directions, there's like reflections and, and, and this guy who was there for someone else, this, this like cousin or uncle or brother, I don't know what he was. He was there for some other person in the program with me and, but he was in our group and and he heard, you know, we shared the whole group, not just directed at our own family. And and I shared these very, I want to say well articulated. I don't know how articulate I was. My memory is I was articulate. I'm afraid to ever go back and look at that stuff because the last time I looked at my journals from back then, whew, boy, that was a painful experience, but I went into great detail expanding upon, like, the deep sadness inside me and, and why I I clang, clung to the drink and, and why I would turn to the drink and all, you know, things that I, uh, explanations for, for why I drank and and, you know... I don't know you know it was basically like explaining to my parents a little bit more than yeah I just I'm just you know I I drank because of this and 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 this is what was going on in my life and like revealing things and thoughts and being vulnerable in a way that I had never done before and it felt very you know in that in that regard was very good to share those feelings with people who I was unable to talk to prior to that and whatever you know, then we get the reflections, and my folks are like, you know, oh, that was moving and uh, strange, and you know, whatever, whatever. I only remember the one guy because he, you know, he's kind of a. He looked like a professor, right? Like he had a big beard, and he was wearing. He looked like, he looked like a professor on holiday. Right, he had a big beard, and he was wearing like a tie dye shirt, <laughs> and uh and he just looked. You know, he was like fifty something, and he and he just kind of scratched his chin for a second, and he said, "You know, I." uh I used to, I'm a very smart guy, and you know, I used to philosophize a great deal about why I would drink, and, and I would spend hours, you know, reflecting on it, and all of the time at the end, I would just get wind up drunk, and, and um, eventually, after this happened to me, like, you know, a dozen times, I woke up, you know, face down in my bathroom, and I don't know if he said all this necessarily, I just remember And what he got to at the end was... He realized that he simply wanted, you know, one day, no matter how much time he had under his belt, he just kept finding himself at a point where he would wake up one day and he wanted to be drunk more than he wanted to be sober. And it was as simple as that. And that sounds like basic, but it was... a a profound thing to have this guy say to me because again I had just spent like what felt like the the emotional equivalent of hours of time trying to express myself and trying to really reach down into my core and come up with this beautiful explanation or, or whatever powerful I guess not beautiful you know beautiful powerful representation of, of why I felt like I needed to drink so bad and, and it just, you know, and I was trying to lay it out there for the guy and lay it out there for the people, you know, for everyone in the room and and this guy was like, basically, you know, his summary was, yeah, I I just drink because I'm a drunk was basically what he said. And it was like a, a weight was removed from me. I mean again, this is a narrative I'm putting back 10 years ago, but in the time since, when I think back on it and the feeling I get when I reflect on it is a weight was, was removed, right? Like as I went back to my, my room after the whole weekend was over and, and, you know, as I journaled about what had happened and what was, you know, what my feelings were and my reflections on everything, I, I realized It's so fucking simple, right? I'm making it so difficult, which was what I was doing before I relapsed. I was making it so difficult. I was trying so hard to define things in a way that just fit just right, that was so, like, you know, and and, and was beautiful and perfect, and, and, like, in that beauty and perfection would be relatable to everyone, or most everyone, or people with a brain, or whatever. I was making it so difficult. And the reality was... I drink because I'm a drunk. And somehow that felt like a spiritual moment, right? Like, if you think about spirituality being like a sense of calm and and peace coming over you, that's what I felt. And, and I've really come to believe anytime I have that sense of peace and calm come over me, that is spiritual, right? Even if it's not something that was intentionally so or or wasn't consciously driven towards that feeling of peace and calm once it's achieved that's that's the that's it right and from there i I realized like the nature of faith for me right like because it it i still do need that like that reality check something that is uh you know, grounded in the real world, you know, for lack of a better world, the, the physical world around me, like like the, the measurable, the rubber-hits-the-road reality that we all apparently share, or at least try to, it gave me a connection to that, right? I drink because I'm a drunk. And, and I'm pausing there because I'm trying to think of a more relatable, direct step to what the foundation for my faith is, but it it is effectively this. I know without beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I don't drink, I won't get drunk. It's very simple. It's 100% true, and it's grounded in reality and from that simple very simple <laughs> axiom i can build the rest of my recovery and and through recovery my life and i don't know how metaphorical i can make that to to have you know a connection to other like fundamental things are things that we feel are fundamental, right? Like I I know tomorrow the sun's going to come up, right? And in a way I have faith in that because every day I go to bed or every day <laughs> every day I go to sleep and when I wake up the sun is up. Now, you know, I know given enough time the earth is going to rotate around and we're going to see the sun again. Um I I don't know. I I know if I roll a ball off the table, it's going to fall onto the floor. Simple reality. I have faith that gravity is going to continue working. You know, if I don't drink, I won't get drunk. I have faith that the chemical imbalance will not be triggered without entering or without, you know, um, ingesting foreign chemicals. And I don't know I don't know if these examples that are I'm trying to pop off the top of my head are making my point as solidly as I hope, but having a solid foundation that is grounded in reality and is grounded in uh, you know, a simple, simple reality um, makes it possible for me to proceed forward in the rest of my recovery. I mean, I recognize I just repeated myself, but, but um even insofar as this simple I, I don't know, I've never referred to it as an axiom before, but the simple axiom uh just provides a, I don't know, a counterbalance to, you know, I have I have faith in whatever frou-frou thing that people come across, or that people come up with that I come across for having faith in, you know, generally organized religious visualizations of God, which, again, they're very off-putting. In terms of my own antithesis to that, I can, I can turn and say yes I have faith that if I don't drink I'm not going to get drunk right and and even if using the word faith there isn't one to one translatable to every person it is a faith I can hang my entire life on right? Like I can't f- hang my entire life on the faith that some ridiculous idea that somebody thought up thousands of years ago is going to come true in some uh, <laughs> some made up future that although the entities involved are all powerful and all knowing, they can't possibly explain to us a more, you know, anything but vague, um, platitudes or whatever, right? Like I can't hang my faith on that. I can't hang my life on that kind of faith. That is madness. And that it, it's, it's madness to me, but it's also the kind of, uh, faith that will always feel like sand crumbling out from under me like you can you can build as much what feels solid and structure your entire life around that and and i've watched people do it i I see people do it today um and i'm not i'm not meaning to turn this into some kind of weird (laughs) negative thing about religions but they are inherently negative they are inherently you know they they do more harm than good no matter how much anyone out there who's embraced it for their entire lives wants to think otherwise they do more harm than good and you can see it in individual believers own lives for the most part you know taken as a whole or or most people statistically you find at some point people true true believers have garbage shit happen and you can just see the 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 foundation of sand like crumbling out from under them as they're scrambling to hold onto it because they don't know anything else. Right. And that's the, that's the, the, the bias I have when I'm, when I first walked into the rooms, when I first tried to find recovery and, and was contemplating this idea of faith is this notion of just perpetually trying to run up a sand dune. That's just crumbling out from under me. And that, that's the feeling of that kind of faith to me and, and being able to suddenly land on, Hey, I don't drink, I won't get drunk, boom. That is a solid footing. And I I don't need to worry about any other fucking bullshit. That provides the entire universe of reality, of scientific perception, awareness, scientific um, truths, all of that built right there, and they're not, it's it's not in... um, obstacle you know it's not it's not it's not in opposition to it it doesn't have uh, there's no um, contention between my, my faith in that reality and the rest of my world reality that I know is true that that my entire world is built around that that our entire world is built around you know Um and I, I don't know, I am I feel like I'm losing my words as I'm trying to excitedly get this across. Uh, because it, it, it's simple, right? Faith is simple when it's taken in this way, right? I don't drink, I won't get drunk. And, and usually, or I've come to think of it as like, it becomes this binary decision. Well, not even a decision, a binary choice, right? All of... My days, all of my life, every breath I take, every uh, you know decision I have to make, every obstacle I face, every challenge that comes my way, uh, every sadness, every time I feel blues, every time I feel very very happy, every time I just feel like my back is against the wall, and I just really really don't feel good about anything going on in my life, any any point in my recovery and you know I, i've said before recovery is the same as life at this point any point in my life i can always always turn back to this very simple binary decision you no know, matter what's going on i can either drink or not drink right it's the truth everything that goes on in my life every moment of my life can boil down to exactly that decision And it's like the foundation of bit cell memories that, you know, all of the technological revolution that we live in today of, of the like computers and it's, it's it's bigger, but it's smaller, you know, all of the advanced technology that rules our lives today, that runs it, that provides us for all of the comforts that we take for granted At some very core, core level, it's all bits. It's all ones and zeros, man. It's either a flip up or a flip down. I can either drink or I can not drink. And yeah, the analogy wears down from there because it's not some kind of massive systematic thing. It is just a very, very core, simple spot to start everything from because it decides you know, up or down, drinking or not drinking, decides truly everything that's going to unfold from that decision point forward. And I've proven that to myself enough times, hopefully for the last time, that if I drink... I'm going to go a very specific direction and I'm probably going to continue to choose to drink so that flip down is going to continue happening and I'm going to be flip, 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 flip and I'm just going to get worse and worse and my life is going to crumble out from under me and I'm going to lose everything and and all of the negative, terrible things that that we talk about in, in relapse. And conversely, if I continue to choose not to drink those things won't happen. I have a chance, right? Like it's not even a fair choice because I have a chance. If I don't drink, I have a chance at having more positive things. I have a chance at improving my life. I have an opportunity to move forward in a way that Matches the kind of person I hope to be, right, and then from there, that's where this becomes a faith decision is I have a chance, I have faith that if I make this choice, things will i have the opportunity to have things work out for me you know and and I guess not to be too fine a put too fine a point on it this is this kind of f- leads into my sense of spirituality right. If I drink, I'm going to continue drinking and I'm just going to continue just <laughs> going down the toilet, right? And my feeling of grace is going to disappear. But if I continue not to drink, if I continue having that be my life choice, you know, I have an opportunity to find my way to grace. And I guess I've just snuck in there that being in grace is my sense of spirituality because for me, gracefulness is the physical and emotional sense of being in tune with my surroundings, right? And I do not feel that way when I have chemicals in my system. I mean, I've had moments of that on, you know, with psychedelics and when I'm feeling real good in an early buzz, yeah, there's a sense of that and and surely that's, Molded my sense of what my connection is is through psychedelic experiences. I'm not going to argue that. I mean, who knows what I would have come to without having any, experienced any of those kind of drugs in my system at some point in my life? But I did experience them, and and that is the the prism through which I view my connection to the universe. Is I have this feeling of being in harmony with it, which manifests as this gracefulness. Um, you know, it's like. I don't know any number of things it's cruising on your bicycles you know and, and hitting all the green lights and never having to pause and having traffic open up for you just at the right moment and you know it's it's dribbling down the court with a basketball and just feeling like you're liquid flowing around rocks and nobody can touch you you know it's any sense of just pure rhythm you know that is the grace and and I feel that grace when I'm in the right mood when I'm when I'm when I'm I, I don't know that that's weird because it k- kind of comes together right like I I'm in the right mood so I feel in grace when I feel in grace I'm in the right mood right like it's a it's a balancing act that is most noticeable when it's not present and again I have faith that as long as I know the right decision there or, you know, at this point, it's not even a decision. I just, with each breath, I know I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink right now. I'm not going to drink right now. I'm not going to drink right now, you know, and and in early recovery, yeah, it was a mantra. It was a continual reminder. It was a continual, like, I got to really, really not lose sight of this. I I have 10 years under my belt. I don't think about it that consciously. I don't think about that constantly. In fact, when I find myself in a state where... I do find myself needing to think about the, the binary decision. You know, I I know that I'm, I'm not doing well, right? Like for whatever reason, I, if, if I find myself feeling like down or suicidal or suicidal, (laughs) suicidal, meaning like, I just don't want my life, right? Like I'm, I'm not a suicidal person, but, but any of those negative things that just make me feel like really empty, like, like I was talking about last week, you know, the last podcast, the emptiness, at some point in there, I remind myself, well, I'm okay. I am I know that the choice here is either, either drink or don't drink, and I'm not going to drink, right? Like, I know drinking is going to make things worse, right? It's definitely not going to make things, anything better. And if I want to have an opportunity for them to be better, I need to continue in my sobriety. So, yeah, I'm aware that this is an overthought out, you know, person you know somebody who thinks too much who thinks way too (laughs) longly, who thinks way too hard about shit you know this is that person's squaring away with things that you know arguably should be much more simple and easy to achieve whatever I'm not that person I like I've already talked about I needed to overthink shit so that eventually the simple idea would plop out of it right like (laughs) like a like a sprout popping up out of a pile of shit you know a simple little idea yeah this is this is my sense of spirituality this sense of grace this feeling of being connected to the universe through my body right because that that's the other thing right like my body, me, whatever I am, I'm in this universe, right? I'm part of this world and and my brain, my, the thoughts that I experience and the emotions I experience and, and all of the, you know, the experiences I experience, you know, these things all make up what I feel to be me and I, and all of that, including my sense of myself, are part of this universe. And so when I'm feeling connected, I feel like there's, you know, it's it's like being part of the breath. Like it's not just simply breathing, it's that my breathing is part of this grander, wider, um, infinitely unknowable thing that we all exist in. And when I can feel that inside of me I feel a sense of calm and a sense of grace and it, and it, it manifests I can I, I walk smoother I have a more confident stepping and, and every I don't know interaction I have is is easier to do and, and people I interact with they I reflect that on them and they reflect it on me you know it, it, it's all a positive feedback loop so that to me is spiritual that's spirituality right and I I know it fits the bill because of that feeling that sensation of calm and connection that you know is what all people of faith or or whatever gurus of faith I, I don't even know what I don't spend a lot of time worrying about it I just I know I know because I feel it you know and it's a curious thing because i can't explain it any better i can't i can't relate it any better because it's the kind of thing that ultimately anyone else looking for their own sense of spirituality they just have to experience it and i don't know i guess that was my intention with this podcast was to try and provide some directionality towards that based upon my own experience but just like any time I've tried to to relay this uh, verbally it it falls short like words fall short the ability to communicate things and ideas such as this they always fall short They, they have to fall short I mean short Short of us being able to telepathically communicate with one another, which would imply that we already kind of groove on the same rhythm, and you know our own thoughts, our thoughts are shared between two other people or, or amongst other people. You know, short of being able to relate exactly what's in my brain and in my heart, you know, words are as close as I'm going to get, and that's always a dim reflection of the sensation that I'm trying to des- to describe. Um, and so yeah I mean that's that's part of why I try to boil it down to like the binary decision is the basis for my faith and the sense of grace is my feeling of spirituality and, and the grace comes from the calm and awareness that I am a part of the universe and that everything that happens to me and that everything I do and every experience I have and every thought even the thoughts of doubt right like every thought Is part of this universe. And and being aware of that. Makes me understand that like. I'm never not part of it. Right. Like there's never. You know. Even even periods where I'm down. Right. Periods where I made the wrong choice. When I'm drinking. When I'm out there. Out of my mind. And unable to. You know. To stop. I'm still part of the universe. I just don't feel it right and and that's the big difference of recovery is that i feel the part i feel being a part of the universe and and it feels solid it feels secure it feels um, livable and it feels like something i can endure right like living in that emptiness in the darkness in the (sighs) the constant seeking of of more obliteration that that did not feel livable i mean that's part of that that is why i found my way here because i couldn't live like that i can live like this and not only can i live like this i can thrive and i don't know i mean that what i just said a moment ago about like everything that i experience all of the the <laughs> whatever the 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 electrical pulses that vibrate through my brain and cause thoughts and, and feelings and emotions and, 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 and senses of doubt. Like all of that is my connection to the universe. And, and I have used the word God in that because it still, I'm guilty of, of describing that using the word God, because again, as I've said in that, that episode with Angela, like I, I use that term because it is a more collectively understood expression of this unknowable thing that we're all connected to and people, for better or worse, are, you know, comfortable or at least familiar with or feel like they're familiar with that idea. And so, yeah, I've used that expression um, to relate, right? And it it, it, it serves in that same sense of like, to me what that term refers to is the universe, right? God is the universe because we use that expression. I I use that expression and I presume when other people are using it, they're using it to basically a broad sweep um, description of this thing that's so far beyond explanation, so far beyond our awareness and understanding, you know, the complexities and the infinities of the universe are so far beyond our awareness and understanding and blah, 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 we just say God, right? And people just say God. And yeah, we've got millennia of people abusing that and using the term God and trying to define it and, 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 and manipulate people and all of the negative shit that I understand why people are so negative about it. But when I've used it that way, it's a way to um, relate that sense of the expanse of the universe. And And I guess I probably won't, continue doing that right like again that conversation with Angela really made me rethink a handful of things about the way I approach um sharing about my beliefs in 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 the rooms with people and in, in one-on-one with people you know and, and to an extent the use of that word God is lazy right like I'm trying to, to relate with them in a way that I'm gonna have to then backtrack and explain like you know well, your idea of God is seems pretty far off from my idea of God but whatever All of that is to say, my feelings, my emotions, my sensations, my thoughts, every experience I've ever had, every memory, everything going on inside of my mind is also part of the universe. And there is an expression that I still like that is used... uh, in AA I think it's probably used in religions too which I guess makes me not like it so much but it's still kind of a cool idea and that's the notion that god is everything or god is nothing you know and this this notion it's intended to be a gut check a reality check for faith i guess i, I don't know i mean it's it's often presented as a way, the way I take it, is it's presented as this ultimatum of like, well, look, you believe in God, and God is all powerful or whatever is all knowing, all everything, and yet any, you know, I, I, I don't know, I I I assume it's about doubt and it's about you know having doubt in in the presence and and you are willing to accept. So you're either willing to accept that or you're not, I guess is the way I've always looked at it. And that that is very off-putting if you have any sense of um I don't know, individuality or desire to like like I was saying at the beginning, like this desire to be grounded in in a reality that's not contingent upon blind faith, uh, or at least not in in you know, blind faith, faith in things that you can't um that aren't tangible and so the idea is you know God is either everything, in which case you know roll with it or God is nothing, which I, that feels like a lot, but um, especially over the time since I've uh, in, recognized my own sense of connection to the universe here and in my own sense of faith upon which to to build my own recovery, I've come to see that, uh i don't know aphorism god is everything or god is nothing to have the meaning of an awareness within me that everything about me is in the universe right there is an aspect there is no aspect of me that is outside of the universe and that includes you know obviously my physical body but it includes my thoughts and my emotions and my feelings And everything, every experience I've ever had, right? Like, I am part of this. (sighs) And, And in that, I am, you know, in that awareness at least, I am the universe. I am connected to the universe. The universe will only ever exist for me and for my experience through me, through whatever this conduit is that enables me to have these experiences that is it so there is no external or exception to that right that's what that expression means to me the universe is everything including myself or it's nothing I don't even know what to make of that so it's not a well thought out uh, uh, understanding now that I think now that I'm trying to express it because I suppose buried in the or it's nothing is some idea that, I don't know, maybe, it, maybe that's it. That without me there, it is nothing, right? Without my experiences and my awareness and my me being the person or the, the, <laughs> the consciousness that's having these thoughts and these experiences, there is nothing. Because that's true without there's nothing for me if I'm not here, <sighs> which i I register all that as super esoteric, and maybe that's not useful um you know i I was intending to provide a a clear awareness of of how I square myself with even that expression, you know God is everything or God is nothing it's as simple as replacing the universe for God. And maybe the ramifications of that for me are uh, too esoteric to be relatable, but I feel like it is the truth, you know? I mean, as difficult or annoying as it may be to think about, the reality truly is... For you, anyone listening, it's the same as for me. Your consciousness is everything. You have nothing but that. And if you if you think otherwise, try and think about what you're saying. Try and think about what that would mean. Um, and be aware that the act of thinking is the consciousness. So there is no way, there is literally no way, to have experience other than that, not in a way that has any meaning to yourself in a way that you can relate, whatever. So (laughs) as flabbergasting as this next expression is going to be, this next thing I'm about to say is, I truly feel it, right? It is very simple. All of this boils down to a simple, simple idea. You know, sobriety is being sober. I don't drink, I won't get drunk. I am a part of the universe. The universe is a part of me. And when I'm aware of that, I'm in grace. And that grace, when I feel that grace, I feel all things are possible for me, you know. And whether that's true or not, who knows? Right? Like all things aren't possible, but all things that I can achieve are possible. And when I'm not in grace, all things that I can achieve are not possible. And I I don't know. I don't know if that's simply me rationalizing my way into a spot that I can be comfortable in. A collective recovery right in in the 12-step program in in the rooms of aa you know it's maybe it is just me rationalizing the perspective of the people around me and the people i interact with and and squaring it with my own you know coming up with my own way to sit comfortably in there and still feel a part of who cares right it works and that's that's the the fundamental thing here is the program works. If, if I want it to work for me, it does. And this is what I've had to do to make that function. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if that seems like the wrong thing to do, you know, if someone's thinking about their own recovery, or trying to get sober, or finding something new, and all of that sounds like too much work, I I don't know what to say. Um, Because at the end of the day, I need to be sober. I need to be in recovery. I need my life. And this works. And you know, that's what today's about, right? This works. This is how I, I've squared myself with the idea of faith in a way that sits inside of me that I don't have to struggle to find. This is my faith. I don't drink. I won't get drunk. This is my spirituality. I feel connected to the universe. And in that connection, the universe is me. And that is the same to me as that I don't I don't what platitude of God is everything or God is nothing. I am the universe and the universe is in me because I am the only only experience mine is the only experience I will ever have of this universe of my life of this world of these this existence of this time, everything this is it and so it's either everything or it's or it's nothing because I'm not gonna be here and yeah that last one's a little bit more of a stretch and maybe i'll I'll come back to that at some point <sighs> once i've i've contemplated it further i guess i don't know i don't i don't feel that that one's quite as critical it just was in my brain from recent uh just just things that have happened recently um but I don't know. I I don't know if that's relatable. It's it's just the way I think about faith and spirituality and my connection to the universe. And and I don't know. I I I'll probably keep returning to this topic because it is a, a fluid topic, even though fundamentally it's the same, right? I don't drink. I won't get drunk. Um, but it it's critical, right? Having a foundation upon which to build my recovery is critical. And if you're listening to this and you're trying to find your own foundation, do it, right? Listen to what I've just said, figure out a way to make something similar work for you, or just take the ones that I just offered out there. I mean, they are simple and they are grounded and they are in that aspect perfect because they that will never ever change if i don't drink i will not get drunk right that will not change <sighs> anyway now i feel like i'm preaching <laughs> um and um you know i this kind of thing having this kind of awareness having this feeling of spirituality this feeling of faith inside of me it makes everything easier. It makes all of my life easier. And it's, I don't know, I'm trying to hamstring in a connection to the holidays here. You know, the holidays are hard. Their holidays are triggering and nostalgic for good and for worse, right? And remembering this sense of connection for me helps me through it. it helps me feel grounded helps me stay calm helps me stay reflective of all the good things in my life you know all the positive I mean for for, for I, I was about to say for whatever reason this feeling of connection tends towards the positive ideas but but it is one and the same there's there are two sides of the same coin right like feeling connected is a sense of positivity and feeling positive I feel a better sense of connection right and all of that makes the challenges and difficulties that do arise for me during the holiday season easier to 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 walk through and it wasn't that way before i found this before i had this sense of connection and faith and just calm you know my first few years of recovery they 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 weren't like now and of course it's not always like this but this year it is. And this is, this is going to be a beautiful Christmas and I'm going to wrap it up. You know, I hope you guys have a, a beautiful, beautiful Christmas and I hope you get a sense of calm and a sense of just peace, even for a few breaths. I hope you find it because even those few breaths, those can, those can blossom. You can, you can, You can experience them, and through experiencing them, you'll know that it's possible. And anything that you've experienced as possible is possible, and you can make more. So yeah, I mean, like always, this is hard, man. Getting sober, staying sober, staying in recovery, finding recovery, it's all hard. And my heart truly goes out to any of you who are struggling with it. And, uh, you know, I love each and every one of you, and, I, and I, hope, I hope you have a terrific Christmas and Christmas Eve. And really, thank you so much for listening. I'll wake up I'm sober, will probably Drop?